Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with a Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 51, Giving Freely. The way gives birth to all things. Virtue nourishes, matter shapes, environment perfects. Therefore, all things without exception revere the way and honor virtue, although they are not commanded, but left to do so, do so naturally. Hence the way gives birth, virtue nurses, grows, fosters, shelters, comforts, nourishes, and guards. It gives birth, but does not claim it as its own. It does, but does not claim its doing. It grows, but does not claim to be master. This is called hidden virtue. That's verse 51 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Tian Kong Tren. Next, let's break it down. This verse has two parts to it, and we'll take each part one idea at a time. Part one talks about the Tao and us, and part two talks about us and the Tao. <laughs> All right, so I feel like there's two main messages here. Basically, it's saying that the Tao provides, more or less, right? I mean, that's that's if we could summarize it. And then the second thing that it actually says is that the, the Tao provides without asking for anything in return. So it provides freely, right? Okay, so how does that actually shake out in both of these parts? Well, part one is talking about 
the Tao and us, right? So the Tao gives birth to everything and the day or virtue nourishes and, you know, 3D forms shape the way things are. And then the environment or circumstances perfect those things that the, the way is giving birth to, right? Okay, so it's, you know, this is from the perspective of the Tao giving birth to all things. So that's part one. And then in part two, um, we're talking about the way giving birth, virtue, nursing and growing and fostering. We have all of this inside of ourselves. We have our consciousness as like as emulations of the Tao, right? As expressions of the Tao, we have our consciousness and our consciousness gives birth to thoughts and our thoughts give birth to words and actions and circumstances complete those, right? Um, so I feel like there's multiple levels to which we can apply uh, this message here. And that's why I just arbitrarily picked the Tao and us and then us and the Tao. <laughs> so let's wrap that up. Let's remember that verse 51 has two parts to it. Part one talks about the Tao and us and part two talks about us and the Tao or the primary message is that there's an order to things and then the secondary part of the message is that it the 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 way or the order of things is given freely with expectation of nothing in return okay so let's put that back together i'll read verse 51 again The way gives birth to all things. Virtue nourishes. Matter shapes. Environment perfects. Therefore, all things without exception revere the way and honor virtue, although they are not commanded, but left to do so, do so naturally. Hence the way gives birth. Virtue nurses, grows, fosters, shelters, comforts, nourishes and guards it gives birth but does not claim it as its own it does but does not claim its doing it grows but does not claim to be master this is called hidden virtue let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when considering giving freely there are two things Number one is plants and people. And number two is cultivating ourselves. Plants and people. In August of 2018, I went to the store to gather some ingredients I needed for a meal I was preparing. One of those ingredients was mint. About one of those little living herbs plants, mostly because it was the only option. I took the whole thing out of the package, and it was a little mint plant attached to this little cube of dirt. I cut the stems away from it and set it aside to go in the trash. I didn't like the idea of perhaps some dirt ending up in my food, so I was careful to wash it thoroughly. And I finished my cooking and enjoyed my meal. Before I cleaned up, I looked at what was left of the mint. It was this little thing of dirt with a couple of green stems sticking out of it. <laughs> Would this really grow, I wondered? So instead of throwing it away, I 
cut the end off of a water bottle and jammed the remnant in there and gave it some water and put it in the sun. Like minimal effort on my part. (laughs) I just was curious and I wanted to see what would happen. Seven days later, to my delight and surprise, the stems had grown and had leaves on them. Like little tiny baby leaves, all green and tender. And yeah, they smelled like mint. And it wasn't like there was only one or two of them there. There was at least like 12 or 15 new little leaves on it. So, (laughs) amazed, I decided to keep watering it. Two years later, I have repotted it twice. I've taken some clippings from it and started another mint plant for a family member. And since the stalks and leaves are so long, I have them on a trellis in the shape of a tree. So it looks like I have a mini mint tree in my living room. Though I don't know the plant's gender, I call the plant Herb Alpert after the name of a band that I'm fond of. Okay, maybe not all the songs, but one in particular, and that song is called Spanish Flea. (laughs) It's funny. Oh, and sometimes whenever Herb Alpert's leaves wither and dry up, our tabby cat, whose name is Curlybug, likes to eat them like chips. Yes, I found out that mint was safe for cats. (laughs) So, the way gives birth to all things. Virtue nourishes. Matter shapes. Environment perfects. Can we see any parallels here? The way or the Tao birthed a living plant. Virtue, or day, is the rules of biology that makes plants grow. Atoms, arranged into molecules and material, gives plants the form to which we as humans can relate. And circumstances or in the environment, such as the categorization of the plant, the purpose, the meal it went into, the experiment that has brought me wonder and amazement every time I look at it, the clone, and other meals both for me and Curlybug, these circumstances (laughs) complete Herb Alpert. I never get tired of looking at the plant. It's amazing, you know, to see brand new tiny leaves and then the roots, they're just out of control. And the way that some of the older leaves just spread all over deep green. I'm in awe and revere the day at work. And by default, honor the Tao. So this is just the case for a humble mint plant. I wonder what other areas we apply this paradigm to. How about ourselves? To paraphrase Mark J. Johnson, author of Life as Play, the Taoist masters call themselves gardeners, as their jobs are to cultivate themselves as we would plants like Herb Alpert. We naturally grow toward our higher purpose without any effort on our part if we take the steps and put in the work to cleanse ourselves of desire to serve others and practice humility. Shout out to a different Mark for telling me about this book. I quite enjoyed it. The Tao gives us birth. Day nurtures us. The material world gives us form. And circumstances complete us. The Tao does this automatically. And so does day. The material world. And circumstances. But let's also remember that as expressions of the Tao, we have this same paradigm within us. Our consciousness gives birth to thoughts. Our natures add intentions to the thoughts. 
Our words and actions give them form. And how are they received? Create circumstances. So yeah, not only are we subject to the Tao and its laws, we get to mess around with it just by being self-aware. What an awesome power. So the next question might be, well, how do we do this and emulate the Tao so we're in perfect harmony? The short answer is, there is no other way, I think. Another longer answer involves putting in effort to enhance the quality of this beautiful creation we call the hidden virtue. Cultivating Ourselves Looking at it simply, I think we can say that freely giving is how we might name how to cultivate ourselves. But there is a lot we can think about here. I mean, humans love categorizing stuff, right? (laughs) I do think it's helpful to unpack this a little, examine the parts, and then put it all back together. So, to help us, I'll paraphrase Brian Walker's Hua Hu Ching, Chapter 51. In a nutshell, the Hua Hu Ching tells us how to work with each of the four levels we find in this verse. To emulate the Tao that births them all, we can have a deep appreciation and therefore respect for all life. To emulate the day that nurtures them, we can practice sincerity with others and ourselves. In a word, honesty. To emulate matter giving things form, we can practice gratitude so that we are kind to all. And to emulate completing things with circumstances, we can be of service to others. So let's look at these four things together now. Respect, honesty, kindness, and service. That seems to be how we start to think about how we can practice this verse today. Respect for everything, which is a lot of stuff, so let's start with each other. What does respect for each other mean? Or, more importantly, how can we respect each other at home, at work, and with friends? Well, I think there are a lot of ways we can do that. Primarily, I think we can turn an eye toward unity within our little circles. To try this on, let's see how it feels when we consider that there is no we without you and me. And there is no you (laughs) without me. Therefore, in a really Lao Tzu kind of way, there is no me without you. Remember way back in the second verse, duality? We talked about how opposites need one another to define themselves. And I feel like the same thing applies here. So, doing whatever is necessary to uphold the unity of we seems to fit. Because without we, there is no you or me, is there? Of course, to also preserve unity, I must not harm myself or others. That would be detrimental to unity. So I must be careful with that whatever is necessary phrase. So, that's respect. Let's look at honesty now. I feel that there can be different lenses through which we view honesty, but I'll pick the introspective one. Like, am I even being honest with myself about things? Am I doing something that looks good just because I want props or respect from others? Or am I doing something because it seems like the next right thing to do? 
Do I have ulterior motives for helping others? Now, if you're like me, you may find that there are mixed motives. I find these all the time. There's a good reason why I should help my spouse clean out our dwelling. There are lots of reasons, actually. It makes her happy. A clean dwelling feels good and gives us brain space. It is, despite their misgivings, good for the cats, too. (laughs) Plus, I get husband points. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. If I make her happy, I feel like I can impose on her for something a little later, or I get insurance against my next mistake. I know you know what I mean here. Because it goes both ways, right? Any, any relationship between spouses. So benign that those examples might be, I feel like we can take a moment to honestly acknowledge that in our entire lives, we've got mixed motives for things. And sitting with this, my thought is, okay, that's the way things are with me and I can let them be. Always welcoming opportunities that come along which will help me remove my selfish motives by practicing openness and humility. In time, my selfish motives will move further away in my wake of life's lessons, and I will continue to refine myself. So, that was honesty. Let's turn to kindness now. What is this but showing compassion and understanding for the human spirit that is within us all? This doesn't mean pacifism, in my opinion. This means handling our business compassionately. You remember back in verse 30, we talked about setting boundaries with the Tao. How when setting boundaries, we ought not revel in the little power trip our ego seems to get from it. In the same way, being compassionate means doing what we must to preserve unity and respect, still free of selfish motives, and lovingly setting boundaries with others who accidentally or unintentionally or intentionally impinge upon us. So if someone steps on my toes at work or with friends, at home even, can I address it from a place of love? Can I become vulnerable and tell them that what occurred affected me poorly and then leave it alone without a call for an apology or expectation of some form of redress? And that's kindness. Finally, let's look at service to others. These are the circumstances that complete everything. Remember verse 47, we talked about knowing the Tao. In the practical application section, we said that we can actually help others by doing nothing, by asking the Tao to show us how we can help, and then stepping back and allowing the Tao to arrange circumstances in which we can effortlessly assist. So, once again, we are called to remove our self-will in helping others along their journeys. And that's service. So if we take a step back here, I feel like there are two things we can observe. Number one, this seems like a lot. (laughs) Number two, this seems like a cause to wonder what the point is. Like, why should we do this anyways? Well, I think it's important to recognize that though we're talking about perfect human ideals, it's just fine to not have all of this down pat. For me, I know that I'm supposed to be participating in life, that for the time being, that seems to be my purpose. So participating means always trying, never really mastering these things. So yeah, it's a lot, 
And I love that. This will literally keep me busy until I die. (laughs) The second point, and I'll be honest here, sometimes I wonder, what do I get out of all of this? Well, I'll tell you what I get. I get the power of the Tao in my back. Remember how we talked about being expressions of the Tao? And this condition of consciousness allows me to direct and use the Tao's power when I'm in harmony with it. This means that you and I have superhuman abilities. Like there are things we can do with the Tao that our physical bodies just can't. So by cultivating myself into an emulation of the Tao, by refining myself, by integrating my shadows, I pay the price of selfish ego, but receive something far greater in return. And oh, by the way, I can't do that with an ulterior motive. I have to freely do it, right? Without an expectation of return. And that is how I get it. That's at least my take on the whole thing. If we can practice these things, we will find ourselves starting to give freely and actually enjoy doing it. And of course, that brings more Tao into our lives, which amplifies that power that is available to us. Which I don't know about you, but... This all seems very exciting. So, let's go ahead and wrap it up now. To summarize my experience with this verse today and considering giving freely, I thought about two things. I thought about plants and people, and I thought about cultivating ourselves. For the final piece of this episode... Let's consider how we can apply the principle of giving freely in this verse today. For me, I can practice appreciating without needing to possess. So, I have a car, and it's an older car, and it's green. It has seen its heyday and is one of those vehicles on the road that you wonder why it's still drivable. The engine's got about 250,000 miles on it, and on the rear quarter panel on the passenger side is a big dent that a truck put in it like a year ago. When there are people or things in the car on that side, the body scrapes against the tire when going over bumps, and it makes this grinding sound you can feel from the inside of the car. (laughs) And I keep meaning to get the AC fixed. However... Despite its cosmetic alterations, it is, bar none, the most reliable car I have ever owned. And my neighbor's got a red Tesla. And every morning, I come out to see that neato machine with its slick rims. I see inside, and it looks like it should. All futuristic with that tablet-looking thing is the vehicle's controls. Sometimes he'll drive it away, and man, it is awesome quiet. Just a little electric hum to let you know that it's on. There's a cord that runs from his garage to the car so it can charge. I have wanted a Tesla for a few years now. I used to want a 5 Series BMW, but when the electric promised self-driving machine came out a few years ago, I changed my preference to Tesla. It's funny because now I see Teslas all over the place and when I'm driving and every time I see one, I catch myself in this thought pattern like, man, what do I need to do to get one of those? I start thinking about how much they cost. Do I want a payment? What color? Should I wait till it's self-driving? How do I make more money so I can afford it? What's wrong with how I'm making money now? 
do I need a career change? That stuff. <laughs> and then sometimes I remember that my default setting is the desire to possess that which I see in front of me. Now, when I realized this, I remember that there is no need to possess it. There are all these things that come with possessing it. Instead, I could admire the machine for what it is. I could appreciate it and feel grateful that I can appreciate it without needing to own one. It occurred to me that I was confusing needing to own a Tesla with a simple impulse to appreciate it instead. And so, I started wondering about how this might apply to other aspects of my life. I'd like to invite you to think about this with me for a moment. Are there things in your life that you would feel would bring you happiness if only you owned them? Could it be a new car? A new house? Would you be happy if you owned a new kitchen knife set? A new phone? A new computer? What would these things actually do for you? Could it be possible to feel happiness just by appreciating them without needing to own them? Let's consider people now. When you see a person to whom you are attracted, what is your reaction? Do you immediately want to be intimate with that person? Do you start thinking of what a relationship with that person might be like? You start thinking how you can make that person happy? Do you initiate a conversation sometimes with the intention of waiting to see if an opportunity develops? What could it look like if we were to internally acknowledge if that person was attractive and just appreciate that we can appreciate that attractiveness? Can we be happy with just the moment without needing to do anything about it? either mentally or physically? Finally, let's think about our own spiritual status. Are we at one point in our growth trying to get to another? Are we trying to grow actively? Do we want to get to a place where we are masters of the Tao or just get good at going with the flow? And isn't this like wanting to possess the Tao in a way? What would it look like if we were content to play our parts, to participate in our lives in the way the Tao orchestrates, not worrying about it if we're spiritual enough? What if we could be okay with the current state of spiritual awareness instead of wanting to get better? Do we need to possess our spiritual growth? Or... Can we merely appreciate it when we notice a change in our perceptions? Just like appreciating a beautiful object or attractive person, we can appreciate the gifts of the Tao and being in harmony with the Tao. Let's remember, though, that we do not need to force it. Yes, there are things we can practice, and we should practice them. But we can do those things without an end state in mind. We can do those things much like a key and a lock makes a new discovery possible when the door is open for us. So yes, we can practice emulating the Tao 
by exercising respect, honesty, kindness, and service to others. That's all from a desire to move into harmony with the Tao. We can also, as this verse states, allow the gifts and the power of the Tao to enter us freely without its needing to possess us. So, we can complete the circle by freely giving respect, freely being honest, freely offering kindness, and freely performing service to others with no strings. No, if I do this, then I'll get that. No expectation of return for any of it. For if we can do this, we're then truly imitating the greatest thing and no thing we can. Thank you for listening today. Let's go ahead and summarize. To consider the principle of giving freely, I can do one thing today, and that is practice appreciating without needing to possess. Oh, and I almost forgot. In exploring this verse, I came across a comment in the Red Pine version that said that there's a direct parallel between this verse and verse 10. I would encourage you to go back and reread or listen to it, comparing it with verse 51. Enjoy. To close out this episode, I'll leave you with a final reading of verse 51 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by Qian Kong Tran. The way gives birth to all things. Virtue nourishes. Matter shapes. Environment perfects. Therefore, all things without exception revere the way and honor virtue, although they are not commanded, but left to do so, do so naturally. Hence, the way gives birth, virtue nurses, grows, fosters, shelters, comforts, nourishes, and guards. It gives birth, but does not claim it as its own. It does, but does not claim its doing. It grows, but does not claim to be master. This is called hidden virtue. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. 
As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.